Hey, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 16. Season 16 is the season where we were talking about cognitive functions. And uh, yeah, so uh, excuse the echo. We're still under construction here in the uh, studio. I'm also uh, getting a different, uh, ordered some additional sound equipment. So we're trying to get that fixed right now and uh, adjusted as we're uh, going to hopefully be trans. Uh, uh, transitioning to a different camera and sound setup but uh, thank you for your patience with that I really appreciate it in the meantime I'm probably going to do my best to raise my voice and uh, pretend like I'm a giant uh, cat in the same way that Conan O'Brien does uh, specifically to make this camera spontaneously combust mid-lecture although I have no idea what uh, pretending to be a, a cat does to cameras in terms of spontaneous combustion but I figured I'd throw it in there for effect so with that being said, let's just dive into the content and deal with all the uh, frou-frou later, if you know what I mean. So the trickster function, uh, season 16, episode seven, what is the cognitive attitude of the trickster function? So what is the trickster function and where does it come from? Well, it was uh, best defined by Dr. John Beebe. Dr. John Beebe is the man. And uh, Mark Hunsaker actually wrote a book, I think he called it Depth Typology. Uh, a very uh, excellent book. Uh, I'm actually in the process of uh, reading it, and uh, as per a suggestion of, uh, of the audience right now, and uh, I think it will be made available as a book giveaway in an upcoming episode. Uh, so as I get my car studio figured out, which I filmed three episodes today in the car studio, because uh, I literally set up a studio inside of my car. It's kind of like odd. It's like a little mobile studio or whatever as I drive, because I spend 15 hours a week driving. But the point is, uh, the camera shake and that's terrible, so I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm probably going to have to reshoot those three episodes again, which I'm fine with. I'll, I'll get over it and uh, make it work. But uh, until then, this is kind of uh, what I have to do uh, to get that set up and then also figure out a better uh, whiteboard approach in my car. Yes, I am going to do that. And no, I'm not going to crash. And yes, it will be safe, so don't worry, right? So anyway... Cognitive attitude of trickster function, John Beebe, read John Beebe so that you understand what it's all about. So what is the trickster function? The trickster function, uh, it, why is it called the trickster function? The trickster function is called trickster because it tricks you. That's, it's, it's, that, it's that simple, it's very tricksy, you know, kind of like you know, Gollum, uh, tricksy hobbitses, right? And uh, basically you have this tricksy hobbit living in your skull, living in your mind, uh, living within your soul, basically making you think that you're aware of things when you are actually not aware of them at all. It's kind of like allowing an ESFJ or an ESTJ actually want something, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, I really want this thing, I really want this thing, and then they want the wrong thing by default, and they end up destroying their life and the lives and the futures of other people around them, specifically because they made that really poor decision. That's just one example of the trickster function and what it does to people. So there are a lot of names, a lot of labels for the trickster function right now in the MBTI blogosphere, but quite frankly, it's all about unawareness or lack of awareness, right? But it's a little bit more, it's a little bit deeper than that. If you look at the demon function, the demon function is at the lowest uh, and it's the lowest awareness technically. Uh, the difference is it's very unaware from a negative standpoint. It's like, I'm, I'm, I am unaware of this, but I'm aware that I'm unaware of this because I just don't care. Whereas the trickster function is a little bit different. It's like, yeah, 10 frames a second. And yeah, I'm very unaware of stuff, but I'm trying to be aware because I'm optimistic, guys. I'm trying to be aware of things. I, I'm trying to be aware of how other people feel. And I'm trying to be aware of what other people think. I'm trying really hard, guys. Don't judge me for it, please. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but you're not actually. You try, but you suck. And it's probably not going to work. So we're gonna talk about how to solve that issue with cognitive emulation and uh, kind of a, a continuation of emulation that I talked about in, I think it was season five or maybe it was season one. I don't know. You should probably watch both of those or listen to them, etc. cetera. But, but yeah, so understand that the, uh, that it, uh, the trickster function is kind of like a black hole, right? It's constantly sucking everything in that that function is related with, and uh, it can be a serious problem. Uh, also, uh, it's also one of the 
biggest weaknesses that a person has, right? So your hero function, that would be your greatest strength, right? But your, but your trickster function is probably one of, if not the biggest weakness that you have within your soul. Again, you could argue that the demon function is even weaker because it's less awareness, but it really doesn't necessarily manifest as a weakness because it's just so like in the background, it's just so, it just doesn't care. You don't care. Like have like FI demon, people just don't care how they feel. They just don't give a damn. It's not, it's not relevant to them. It's not a priority. Whereas the trickster function is high enough of a priority that people will try to play with it. And it's like playing with fire and then they get burned. So it actually translates into bad actions as a result of demonstrating weakness, essentially. And that's how the trickster function can manifest. So let's actually look at these uh, trickster functions right here. So all of these are uh, trickster functions in orange, by the way, because I decided to branch out on the colors. Uh, so we have trickster functions. And then at first we have ethics, known as expert feeling, and ISTJs and INTJs have no awareness of ethics whatsoever. Like, yeah, they don't. Uh, good luck getting them to understand, you know, anything social, right? And then uh, you have logic, which is TI, and uh, ESFPs and ENFPs have TI trickster. Uh, morals, uh, FI, uh, ESTPs and ENTPs have that. Uh, TE is rationale or beliefs or belief systems. ISFJs and INFJs have that trickster. The metaphysical trickster, extrovert intuition, uh, belongs to ISTPs and ISFPs. Past, uh, the past, a uh, person's duty, their, their loyalty, their sense or common sense awareness, etc. Uh, their long-term memory, uh, that trickster belongs to ENTJs and ENFJs. And then willpower, introvert intuition, a person's desires and passion, etc. That belongs to ESTJs and ESFJs. They're just unaware of their passion and their desires. Uh, and then we have physics uh, awareness or the present or the now or the physical environment, etc. Expert sensing with the INTP and the INFP. So those are all of the trickster functions. So how do they actually manifest within the types, right? So let's actually look at that right now. So starting with expert feeling trickster with ISTJs and INTJs, they have absolutely zero, and I mean, zero, as much as they try otherwise, they have absolutely zero social awareness. Like getting them to understand social rules and social norms is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, good luck, they're not gonna get it. They just are not going to understand that by having a conversation with somebody that that person is not remotely valuing anything what they say. And yet they're like, well, I value it though, so why don't these people value it? You know what I mean? Because guess what? Not everybody values what you value, but, ITJs, ISTJs and INTJs kind of have this thing where they're like, oh, hey, yeah. You know, I think I kind of like uh, assume that people are like me and because of that, they value what I value and they're wrong if they don't value what I value, right? Look at it this way. Look at it this way. From their point of view, it's like, well, anyone can feel anything. Wait a minute. See, that's very important. If I ain't child, FI child, which belongs to ISTJs and INTJs, FI child is very much aware of what it values and how it feels and what it believes or what it feels is a good or bad thing, right? From that decision-making standpoint. But from there, and, and from their point, it's like, well, yeah, I can feel a certain way about anything. I have an opinion about anything. But when it comes to their trickster, their unaware function, it's like, okay, hey, with everybody else, it's like, they could be, they could, they could value anything. So from their point of view, anyone can value anything. So any social norm per se, or a social rule that they would have to abide by, it's way too subjective to them, which is why it's not a priority to them. Because from their point of view, anyone, literally anyone would be potentially okay or not okay with, uh, with them uh, showing up uninvited to somebody's house, right? See, ITJs, that's actually a, a bad habit of some especially more immature ITJs, uh, where ITJs just invite themselves over to their neighbor's house randomly, or they start conversing with somebody in the bathroom while they're taking a crap, etc. That's a very normal thing for Effie Trickster. Effie Trickster manifests in that way. It's because 
from their point of view, that person right here that's obviously taking a crap while I'm talking to them uh, in the bathroom, even though I'm at work right now, they're not aware that that's inappropriate. That's socially inappropriate. They're not aware of what is socially appropriate due to that lack of extroverted feeling, right? Well, and guess what? They're doing it kind of like a little kid would do it because remember the third function of the ego is the child function. The quote unquote child function of the shadow is also known as the trickster, right? The trickster guys. So the trickster function and the trickster function, because it's unaware, it's kind of like behaving like a little kid too. And it's like, oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's a really good chance that this person here may not mind that I'm talking to them while they're taking a dump here in the bathroom, etc. That could be an issue, right? That could be a serious issue for the INTJ or the ITJ who make that decision. But again, from their point of view, social rules, social norms are so subjective and not objective at all. Whereas like an INFJ is like, actually, no, it's, it's actually objective. It's not subjective. Like, what are you talking about? But from the ITJ point of view, it is subjective. Social rules and social norms are up to interpretation at all times. Everybody has a different interpretation about how they're doing it or how they're approaching their social norms, especially because their TE parent is classifying that one social norm will be okay over here at this location, but it's completely different over here at this location. And in this culture, it's different here. And in that culture, it's different here. And the rules are changing constantly. So who's actually right? You see what I'm saying? Because from their point of view, social appropriateness changes at all times. And anything could be considered a good or bad thing in the eyes of somebody else. Or anything could be considered uh, socially appropriate, depending on where you're at, etc. This is kind of, it's kind of like how uh, the Japanese uh, approach things. Because for, to the Japanese, there's a time and a place for absolutely everything, even sexual deviancy, right? To the point where they will structure their society around it and anyone engaged in that behavior, they don't judge them because they understand that people have that need to be filled at certain times. And when they're in this time, in this place, in this location, uh, with the, under these specific circumstances, following this system, basically, then it's okay and we're not gonna judge them. But if they're doing it outside of that, well, okay, then, then that means we're gonna judge them, culturally speaking. And ITJs are just aware of the fact that, sorry, it's so left up to interpretation, I can't make it a priority. And that's how FE Trickster works. They're completely unaware of what other people value, what other people find socially appropriate, how other people feel. And that's oftentimes why ITJs are consistently unfairly judged by other people consistently be like, ah, oh, you're such a dick because you don't know how I feel. You are so like not empathetic at all, but they're sympathetic. See, these two types often get told that they're heartless. They often get told that they're bad people, that they're shameful people. Their FI child is abused by fellow human beings specifically because as a result of them being unaware of social norms and what's socially appropriate. You see what I'm saying? They're consistently badgered for that. Not appropriate, guys. Stop doing it. So, that's how Effie Trickster works. TI Trickster, very interesting. ESFPs and ENFPs do this. TI Trickster is super mega frustrating. It can also be actually really useful, okay? Why is that? Because from an ESFP and ENFP point of view, anything can be true. Anything can be false because they live in a world that there's no such thing as absolute truth. There is no such thing. 100% of everything is subjective from their point of view. That's because of TI Trickster. They do not have enough TI to realize that there is actually absolute truth that exists. Okay, now this is where the audience is starting to freak out at me, especially the TE child and the TE inferiors of the world. Yes, SFPs and NFPs, and likely the uh, their NFJ STP counterparts, or well, actually, you know, not honestly, well, some of those actually have higher TI and they would actually accept that absolute truth does exist. Because absolute truth, I'm sorry to say it actually does. Why? Because, um, if someone were to come up to me and be like, absolute truth does not exist, my first question would be, well, is that true? 
Is that a true statement? And then they'll be like, yes, it is true that absolute truth does not exist. But if that is actually true, if that statement is actually true, then that actually means that absolute truth does exist by default. So logically speaking, uh, it's like bending in on itself there, which automatically makes it true because a double negative is a positive. Don't you see what I'm saying? So based on that, absolute truth does exist and it is objective and not subjective just as a result of utilizing logos. But these people are unaware of logos. They do not understand logic, right? They try to understand it because to them, in the absence of communication or explanation, perceptions, beliefs, become reality. Belief is reality. Now, let's talk about some of the advantages of this trickster though. Anything can be true, anything can be false. It is very important for TE Child to have that expression of freedom to really drill down to everybody's thinking in an innocent way. And having that lack of awareness of what they themselves think is true or false allows them to really concatenate and aggregate all of the ideas that they encounter, every human being that they come to meet, which allows the ESFP to become the master strategist through their subconscious. It allows the ENFP to become the library of Alexandria through their ISTJ subconscious. So there is still an advantage to the trickster here. And oh, now I will also say like, because of the lack of TI here, ESFPs and ENFPs consistently get told that they're stupid. Airheads, on a regular basis, they get consistently told this. And I, and I dare say that's, that's not actually true. It, it's not true. Um, like for example, uh, we have an ESFP who's really brilliant here within the community. He's got a very well-developed uh, INTJ subconscious, uh, fantastic human being. Uh, there's also uh, other ENFPs out there like Ty Lopez, for example, who's in Mensa, right? And uh, he took the test and uh, he got into Mensa. And Mensa, if you're in Mensa, it's supposedly super high proof that you're like super high IQ and whatnot, whatever. Uh, there's also Gary Vaynerchuk, a very uh, successful ENFP who's also absolutely brilliant and continues to build upon his experience and gather up all the ideas and the reference points of every single person that he meets uh, along the way. Especially, and he's also a business development genius in as much as he's a marketing genius, right? So there's a lot of different applications. Genius and intelligence is not necessarily linked to just introverted thinking. It's not just linked to logos. It's just not. But we have these, uh, I don't know, stereotypes or these societal norms where people consider TI users more intelligent than TE users. But when you look at it from the difference, when, from the standpoint of, this is very important, uh, TE itself equals the input. And this is an input uh, a process output feedback. Um, TI equals the process. It's what the, uh, it's what the processor is all about, using true-false to process the TE information, the TE data input, TE, TI, and then you have uh, um, FE becomes the, uh, the output at that point. And then uh, once, uh, once we have this output, once we have the external value of what has been produced through this process, then we have FI at the very end, which is producing the feedback. The feedback is very crucial because the feedback, you understand how, whether or not a human being actually values what was being said. Because you're taking a bunch of input and a bunch of data from TE, you're putting it through your TI processor, true, false, and whatnot, and then you're producing a, a, a new social norm or a tradition of some kind through FE, and then people respond to that FEism with their feedback, which is an FI. So you have input, process, output, feedback, you know, systems analysis 101 with cognitive functions, but that's the point, right? So guess what? ENTPs and e, uh, or ENFPs and ESFPs, they are able to provide the best input with their TE child, and that is their value, right? And that value is only made possible because they have TI Trickster. Sure, TI Trickster inhibits them from actually finishing a logical thought in their head, and they do not have a logical thought in their head, ever. But they have rational thoughts, and they're very rationale. The problem is, what they end up believing is true, is not actually true because they think they know what's true, 
But it's not. It's actually beliefs. It's not factual. It's actually, ultimately, collective hearsay. But they could still be brilliant based on that collective hearsay. That doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means that their beliefs may not actually match up with reality or what's actually true. It becomes more subjective instead of objective. But subjectivity and objectivity is actually very, very important to you know, move society forward, etc. Because you have the physical and you have the metaphysical. It's the same type of thing, right? Belief is just as important. Reputation is basically like a belief as is you know, truth and wisdom, etc. from a TI point of view. And they have to work together in harmony in this yin and yang equilibrium. So when people come to me and they're like, oh, you think ENFPs and ESFPs are stupid? And it's like, no, they're just incapable of forming logical thoughts in their brains. That's my, that's my issue. And their beliefs may not actually line up with what's actually true. However, without them, guess what? We're gonna get the wrong input. Which means if we have the wrong input, us TI users, our entire logical chain, if it's based on false premises, if it's based on bad input, our entire logical chain, guess what, is going to be bad. It's going to be worthless. It's not actually going to produce anything of value, right? So what do we do? Well, we need to make sure our input is correct. And guess what? That's why TE Child exists because it's pure, unadulterated input. But we have to at least verify what they are saying and verify the data. And that's what the TI process is all about, verifying, right? And these people, ESFPs and ENFPs, they have a hard time verifying. They think they're verifying by going to multiple people and then statistically thinking, I've talked to six people about this idea and they told me all the same thing, so that must be true. Not necessarily because you leave yourself open to group think. That's the risk of TI trickster. You are gathering all those reference points, you're gathering all that knowledge, etc. The problem is you are leaving yourself open to groupthink. And that is actually my main criticism of ESFPs and ENFPs because in the absence of communication or explanation, perceptions become reality instead of like, you know, actual facts and truth being reality. So what does this mean? This means you can't be judging ESFPs and ENFPs as dumb airheads. Like you can't do that. Stop doing that. Like seriously, don't. What it really means is, is that they're having a difficult time actually formulating a logical thought. And while they may claim something is true, you always have to take it with a grain of salt because they're based on belief. They're not actually based on facts. Right? Because remember, anything can be true. Anything and everything is potentially subjective to them. So that's TI Trickster. FI Trickster, that's mine. ESTPs and ENFPs, FI Tricksters. Guess what? From our point of view, anything can be a good or bad thing. Ah! Yeah, no, literally. Anything can be a good or a bad thing. Like literally anything. Anything can be a good, bad thing. Why is that? Well, that's because from, from our point of view, we're so focused on how everyone else feels, we're so much aware of how everyone collectively feels about some things or what is socially appropriate or what is not socially appropriate, that for us it's like, okay, we get that those people have principles, we get that they understand what's socially appropriate and what's not socially appropriate, but for us, that's not a priority. We, and, and just like actually, um, I think it was Dolph Dervish actually uh, said in the YouTube comments recently, uh, for the for the channel that uh, so are you claiming that FI trickster would make ESTPs and ENTPs heartless? Yes, yes, that is exactly what I'm claiming because the heart is attached to FI in the top four slots. Then you know having you know a big heart and being sympathetic for people, but we're not heartless in the way of being empathetic because ESTPs and ENTPs are very empathetic. So we're all about empathy and being aware of how someone else feels and then caring for that person as a result of how someone else feels. The problem is we do not know how we feel. So how, and, and we are not sympathy. We, we completely lack sympathy. In fact, I don't, I don't show anyone sympathy because I just don't care. You know, does that make me heartless? Sure, it does from the sympathy side. Why is that? Because I have no moral principles because from my point of view, anything could be a good or bad thing, right? 
Now here's the problem. FI tricksters consistently get accused of being bad people. Consistently. ENTPs and ESTPs are derided and demonized consistently about being bad people in as much as ESFPs and ENFPs are consistently derided as stupid people, right? Stop judging these people in this way. It is not useful and not actually true, you know, if you think about it. Because the truth is, from my point of view, anything can be a good or bad thing. It's all subjective. Morals, to me, is subjective. I don't care about what a good or bad thing is. I care if you feel if it's a good or bad thing. I don't care if I feel it's a good or bad thing. Like literally, my trickster function is a black hole that is there sucking away my sense of humanity. That's literally what it's doing. I try to like be human. You know, I, I just remember like my, my father, as, as when I was a small child, he'd tell me constantly, you know, the apostle Paul says, avoid the appearance of evil. He'd always tell me that. That's one of the things that I hate the most. It's like the one, one of the top five memories of my father that just makes me angry every time. He'd always say that. You need to avoid the appearance of evil. This is an ENFJ father telling his ENTP son who lacks FI entirely because ENFJs, their high FE, expect other people to behave with moral principles especially their children, because they have F.E. hero, right? But I have F.I. trickster. Good luck producing a moral principle. There's no amount of training or conditioning you can do to an ENF, ENTP to get them to produce a moral principle. That's an ENFP's job, not an ENTP, but he tried. And he'd tell me, oh, you need to avoid the appearance of evil. You know what? Screw that. It's subjective. Just because I appear evil does not give you the right to judge me as evil because it's not actually true. Because you are not paying, spending the time to verify my actions and to see if I'm actually evil or not, or if I'm a bad person or not, right? But this continues to be my issue. This is why I have to read the 48 Laws of Power. And then law, law 4 or 5 says, so much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life. Because when you have moral principles, your TE then is empowered by your FI through your moral principles to have a high reputation of people so people think highly of you. I don't care. I don't care if people think highly of me. I care if they feel good about me and if they value my contributions to them, they value what they do and they actually value me and they're able to validate me because of FE child, sure. I don't care what people think about me because my TE critic is just aware of the humankind's propensity of being dumb at all times. So that's why having moral principles does me and the ENTPs and the ESTPs absolutely no good. Because from our point of view, anything can be a good or anything can be a bad thing. It's completely subjective to us. You guys see the pattern here? The trickster functions is all about subjectivity. Oh! Whereas the critic function is all about wisdom, right? Subjectivity, interesting, right? So let's move on. TE rationale, ISFJs and INFJs. I feel so bad for these types because they're constantly telling everyone what they think about everything, completely unaware that someone would already have thought about that. And the other person who has already thought about that is completely annoyed that these two types are even telling them anything about that to begin with. Why? Because of TE Trickster. TE Trickster is not aware of other people's belief systems. It's not aware of what other people are thinking, like ever. Like they will never be able to understand that you have thoughts in your head of your own, that you have logical judgments in your head on your own. They will never be able to read other people's minds in that way. They're all about looking for other people's principles and building up moral principles in other people, not actually making other people more intelligent. They're just trying to make people into better people and people with high moral principles. They're not there to actually make other people intelligent. See, that's a TE user's job, making other people intelligent. Oh, reminds me of ESFPs and ENFPs with that TE child. Their job is to make other people smarter. Just as long as their beliefs actually line up with the truth. I mean, that would be nice. So, what do you do in that situation? That TE belief. Because ISFJs and INFJs, belief systems are just subjective. I actually, you know, this is why an INFJ, for example, could uh, potentially, uh, you know, uh, swear an oath on, on a religious, uh, 
on, 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 on like a religious rule or a religious uh, precept or, or concept, etc. But it doesn't really mean that much to them. Why? Because it's TE trickster. Belief systems does not mean very much to them at all because from their point of view, T.I. Child is leading the way in terms of what they know is true or false and true or false is all that matters to them. And belief systems and other people's beliefs doesn't matter. It just really doesn't matter. It try, they try to care about other people's beliefs, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't matter with what they already know is true or false or what matches up with their logic, well, that's what it is. Now here's a problem. Back to the input process output feedback model. Remember their TI process. And if they are lacking the wrong TE input at the very beginning, if they're lacking that input, that can be a serious issue for them. Because that means their logic, even though they know what they, uh, what they know and what they think is true or false and they live their life by that, st by that standard, etc. If they live their life by logic, which they do, but that doesn't mean that their logic could be have a foundation of the wrong belief system. And this is why, you know, you guys see me criticize my ISFJ mother consistently about her flawed belief system because her TE trickster is completely unaware of the fact that her belief system is actually fundamentally flawed at the core. And that's why I do not partake in her belief system at all because I find the actual root of her belief system to be fundamentally corrupt. And because of that, I can have no part of it and her, her thinking of what's true or false that she's basing her logic on the foundation underneath that logic is actually incorrect. Therefore, it's technically not true, even though she's using logic, even though she's using logos. See, that's the thing. Logos is not the end all be all, but rationale is not the end all be all either. It has to be in perfect balance. Yin and yang equilibrium with the yang firmness, with the yin pliability. It's the only way where TI would represent the yang, TE would represent, uh, so would FI also represent the yang, but the TE and FE, they would represent the yin and they all have to be in perfect equilibrium with each other and have the shared experiences, shared thinking, shared perceptions, shared judgments with fellow human beings who have, and it's hopefully like all 16 types, where we have full access to all human cognition present in the moment right there for proper decision making. But we can't do that because our minds can only have certain amounts of cognitive functions at a time and we have strengths and weaknesses with all of them and they all have their own different cognitive attitudes and which side of the mind are they in, etc. And what's our age and what's our nurture and all these questions end up coming up, right? And it ends up causing a problem, right? So, I mean, I think, I think the camera's just starting to smoke just a little bit. Maybe I could yell at it some more, you know what I mean? So anyway, so just understand that T trickster ends up alienating other people because they're just not aware that they're breaking rules. They're not aware that they're breaking uh, beliefs. They're not aware that they could be potentially breaking laws with their actions because they're just walking in true false land, but they, have, they lack the proper input. They lack the proper data. That's why these types are go really, like ISFJs go really well with ISFPs and ESFPs. INFJs go really well with INFPs and ENFPs because they are able to provide the input that their TI process needs with their, their TE childs or TE inferiors. That's why the relationships are stacked up that way because it covers the blind spot. Oh, covering blind spots, it's right here. Huh, already written on the board. That's the point, guys. See, our trickster functions, we need to be covering each other's blind spots. That's why mankind, this right here proves because beliefs are subjective to ISFJs and INFJs as much as morals are subjective to ESTPs and ENTPs and, uh, and logic is subjective to ESFPs and ENFPs and ethics is subjective, you know, so on and so forth, right? Because of that, it becomes a blind spot. Human beings are required to have relationships with fellow human beings. And if not, well, guess what's going to happen? We're gonna die. We're not going to survive. Our survival is contingent upon working with each other. Why? Because our minds are not all that in a bag of chips. We do not have 
uh, eight different hero functions and eight different parent functions and eight different child functions. We only have one of each and the order is different and when it causes us to have blind spots, we need to have relationships with fellow types so that they can cover our blind spots. That's the entire point of this lecture, guys. That and like stop judging people for like their weaknesses. That would be nice. Uh, so, NE trickster. This is, I, I love this one. So, ISTPs and ISFPs. Completely 100% unaware of the intentions of other people. So much so that they can even jump to conclusions about the intentions of other people and they're completely and utterly wrong. And as much as ETJs, or actually, and as much as NJs, NJs jump to conclusions about people's intentions and they're like kind of right, but still wrong, but at least they can be wise about it because it's a critic function, etc., cetera, or, or a nemesis function. But the trickster function for expert intuition, completely unaware of other people's intentions, such that, that they are weak to other people plotting against them. And potentially like, for example, I know this one ISTP, he's got a big company on the East Coast and some ENFP, any hero guy comes in like, hey, I'll be your sales guy. And the sales start coming in and whatnot. The ENFP's doing really well. The ENFP look really good, you know, very, uh, very, very nice, et cetera. Social engineering, this ISTP. And uh, the ISTP ended up giving him part ownership in the company. And all of a sudden the ENFP controls the company and the ISTP is completely and totally screwed. And doesn't have ownership in the company anymore. Why? Because of any trickster. Any trickster is completely unaware of other people's intentions because intent from the point of view of ISTPs and ISFPs, it is subjective or the future. It's vaporware, guys. It doesn't actually exist. It's intangible. Why are you talking about theory with me? It's intangible. It's not actually happening right now. It's not real because it's not in front of my nose. So because I can't touch it, because I can't manipulate it, because it's not here, it's not real, which means I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to heed your warnings. I don't have to worry about things because you know, my future's set, I know what I want to do, I have full freedom to make that choice, and anything you say, well, that's just theory, that's just vaporware, I don't have to listen to that, that's not a priority to me. Then all of a sudden the bus hits them. Oh, maybe I should have listened. Oh, I just lost my business, maybe I should have listened to your warning. Yeah! See, that's the issue. NE trickster makes these types completely unaware of other people's intentions, such that they do not see external threats and external attacks that may impact them in their future or other futures, such as their family or their, or their children or their spouses, etc. They just don't know, right? They also have the propensity of jumping to conclusions, the wrong conclusions about other people's intentions, right? Which can lead to hurt feelings and ruin relationships. Or just like an ISTP or an ISFP thinking a woman is into him even though she's not. Which can lead to, you know, rape. I mean, how many times have you seen the, how many times have you seen those like, those, uh, those shows uh, about, about high school on primetime television, like Secret Life of American Teenager and there's some various other ones too. I mean, even Heroes had a few scenes in it too where like, you know, this, this, this uh, ISP guy was into this chick and starts kissing on her, but she's like not interested in him at all. And he's like, yeah, you are, yeah, you are, any trickster, any trickster. And then he ends up like trying to like rape her or something like that. Like, that's a thing. And no, I'm not calling these two types rapists. Like seriously, I'm not doing that. I'm just showing you how far any trickster can go. How much damage these trickster functions can go. Because these trickster functions can be crazy. I mean, uh, the trickster function can lead to uh, my type making really bad moral decisions. We're not even aware of the, the moral implications. My, my lack of principles when I'm giving people knowledge and whatnot, knowledge has to have proper containment. And if it's uncontained, the whole world is at risk. What's a great example of that? What's a great example of FI trickster? Nuclear energy. Oh, it's gonna solve the energy crisis, guys. And then all of a sudden it's weaponized and then we have weapons of mass destruction. Oh, that's an FI trickster move. You see what I'm saying? The trickster function, it's a black hole. You have to be careful around the black hole. Black holes are useful. They help propel the universe forward because they're sucking in that matter and that light and that gravity, right? 
and it's being spewed out elsewhere, you know, white holes, etc. But it keeps the universe in a state of motion, and that is what the trickster function does. It's here to keep us in motion. It's here to keep us growing. It's here to teach us that we don't know everything. It's here to help us humble ourselves. Why? Because of the hypocrisy of the critic function. That's why we need to actually engage in our weakness and humble ourselves. Because the only way to beat the trickster function is through humility. Ah, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. Humility. So, uh, speaking uh, about the SI trickster uh, after that, as I write humility down right here, just to make sure that we double, double cover that later. SI trickster, ENTJs and ENFJs, oh yes, the long, lack of long-term memory. ENTJs and ENFJs have notepads on them at all times and they're taking notes on their phone. They're taking their notes all the time because if they do not, they will 100% forget everything. Every ENTJ and ENFJ out there, if you are not storing your memories in the physical environment, creating totems, especially with fellow SI users, where you're like having sharing experiences with SI users, so those SI users can always remind you of those things and bring you back, or if you don't have pictures to remind you of stuff because you need pictures, otherwise you're gonna completely forget that it ever happened to begin with. If you do not have notes, consistent note-taking, you're going to be screwed. Why? Because your mind is only aware of what's happening right now. You have this big RAM thing in your head full of memory, random access memory, but as soon as new information comes in, old information gets pulled out and it's not really written to that very tiny SI trickster hard drive. And because of that, your long-term memories are screwed. And there they go. And you just don't remember as much, right? Now, obviously in your childhood, you know, if you had like some serious mega trauma, your mind prioritizes those big memories, those very big important memories uh, onto that little SI trickster hard drive. So you have some long-term memory, but you're mostly short-term memory. And because of that, small little details end up slipping through the cracks and you end up losing it, right? So you have to write it down. Oftentimes ENFJs and ENTJs consistently end up either believing or feeling uh, that or thinking that they may have Alzheimer's or dementia. That's not actually true. It's just that their long-term memory is just like, seriously, it's tiny, very tiny, like not much happening there, right? So. Remember, SI Trickster, also, because of that, they don't really have a sense of duty. They don't have a sense of should. ENTJs and ENFJs are only about what they want. They don't care about what they should do. Should and duty and honor, those things are subjective to them. They're not actually real. Long-term memory, eh, that's subjective. Right? Because right now is what's real. Right now is what's tangible. Right now, and giving this person an experience here and sharing this experience here, that's what's real to me. That's what I really care about, right? So they're forgetful. Be careful. And don't judge ENTJs and ENFJs for being forgetful. Instead, what you should be doing is helping them remember. That's what I do. All my relationships that I've ever had, especially my romantic relationships, my sexual relationships with ENJs, I took it upon myself to remember as much as I could for them. That way they could always come to me like, hey, blah, 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 what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, actually we did that. And I explained the whole thing to them. And they're like, oh, thank God that guy like remembers. And it's because I became their totem, right? And every shared experience we'd have would etch my soul. And I would remember it with my long-term memory through my SI inferior and be able to remind them of those experiences so that every time they looked at me, they were reminded of all of those things. That way it was as if their long-term memory never left them, right? And that's how that works. See, SI trickster is solved by SI inferior and above. This is why these two types need to be paired with SI users so that they don't forget because those SI users store long-term memories for them in as much as the long-term memories and the totems that ENJs create by having notebooks, etc. Very important, right? Anti trickster, ESTJs, ESFJs. Do not allow these people to want anything ever. Like seriously, don't ever let them buy a car by themselves. They're like seriously going to screw themselves and they're gonna screw you over and take you down in your future along with it. Do not let these people make decisions by themselves. They need to be told what to do. You basically need to make the decision for them and tell them that that's the decision they have to make. And they'll, they'll disagree with you, 
at certain times. And it's like, okay, if they disagree with me, then you talk to them about it and then tell them again what they should do after you've gotten more information. Then they're like, okay, yeah, I feel good about that. Then I'm going to go do that. And then they do. And then they're like, oh, thank God. I don't, I, I'm told what they wanted me to do. And I'm just going to do it. And now I'm cool and I'm comfortable. It's all good, right? They want to be dictated to, right? These types just want to know what you want. It's not about what they want. If you give them the freedom to make their own decisions about what they want, especially like with financial decisions or just anything actually, career decisions, doesn't matter. They don't know what they want. They just need to be told what they should do. And if you let them do that, guess what? Any child is already intertwined your future in with theirs, etc. And it's very intertwined. So if they screw up, they're taking you down with them. Do not allow NI Trickster to make decisions, especially big decisions, on its own. You will get screwed. Your future will be at stake. It is your responsibility to make sure that you are helping these people want the wrong things by telling them what you want or giving them a good experience and telling them what they should do. Because you would have to want to tell them what they should do because that's all they want. Because you see other people being successful, NI users, you see other people being successful doing things. So you want to share those success stories with these SI users, especially these ESJs, so that they would want to do that. Or no, so that they should do those things because you know that it would be something you'd want to do and you can even do it with them and they'd be more successful. That's why SE heroes and SE parents, you need to go with your ESJ to the car lot when they're buying a car. Very important, right? That way that they're not gonna get shafted on price or they're not gonna end up leaving the car lot with a model that they shouldn't have or want. They are at risk of making those bad decisions because they just don't know what they want. They think they know what they want, just like everyone thinks they know what they're talking about with their trickster, they think about it, they're really unaware, and it's actually a black hole. Black hole's very powerful, Ooh, it's big, shiny, black hole. Actually, it's not shiny. It's like very dark and like black, right? But the thing is, ooh, very, very powerful thing, right? I know what I'm doing with it, right? Yeah, I know. It's like you're flying too close to the sun with wings made of wax. It's going to melt. Don't do that with your black hole TI trickster or any of you tricksters. These anti-tricksters, don't do that. And then INFPs and INTPs. SE trickster. They are so unaware of everyone else's experience. They're so unaware of the experience that they give to other people. They need to be dictated to what they should do in order to give other people a good experience because they have no clue and they have no mastery of the physical environment. It's almost as if they're not keeping track of where their body is at certain times. That's why they crash into things and they drop things. That's why untrained, their sense of fashion is absolutely atrocious and horrible, right? Because they do not understand how they're coming off. They do not understand how other people are reacting or reacting to anything or reacting to their dress. That's why you have to go to their SI child and you have to train them proper dress. Hey, you use X outfit for Y scenario. You use this outfit or outfits like it for this scenario and this outfit for that and this outfit for that, etc., etc. But you give them like a plan and you follow this process or you follow this method when you're in these situations. These are the outfits go here. And then guess what? They'll take those categories and they'll take those situations for the rest of their life and they will design their dress appropriately and how they dress for each of those scenarios after that. But they just need to be trained because by default, they have no sense of fashion at all. You have to walk them through it because SE is not aware of how they come off to others. They're not aware of the sensations or the experiences that they're giving to others. It's a problem, okay? So... They're not aware of what's happening in the moment, which can lead them to think in abstract dreamland, etc. And they're constantly in abstract dreamland, and that can be a problem, right? Well, how do you deal with that, right? Well, you deal with that because it's just like, well, I mean, they're daydreaming, right? You got to give them an experience, make them uncomfortable to get them to snap out of it, get them back down to earth as they're all floating around and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like that could be that could be a problem. So. Just, just be aware of that. That's what they need. They need people to, at times, take them out of their comfort zone, get them into the moment again, right? Otherwise, they're going to be in an abstract land, and they're completely unaware of how they come off to other people in terms of the experience that they're giving. Even some of the things that they say, 
that could be a problem. They, they could be like really, really, really loud or, or, or not, uh, or way, way, way too quiet, etc. That could be a problem. So they need your assistance, especially SE child and SE inferiors, basically NJs, to help them understand how to behave better in that way because it covers that blind spot, right? So those are the trickster, the eight trickster functions and how they manifest uh, within uh, the types. Extroverted sensing trickster for INTPs and INFPs. The physics, the environment, anything can be real. The real is subjective to them, right? Or I can want anything. I can want anything. Wow, you really want anything, right? That genie, you know, you get that genie in the lamp, those three wishes. Are you sure you're gonna wanna do that? NI trickster for ESTJs and ESFJs. You know, and their long-term memory, uh, ENTJs and ENFJs, long-term memory is very subjective. I can remember anything. No, you can't, you know. Or, uh, or uh, this person's intentions towards me could be anything. And they imagine what those intentions are for ISTPs and ISFPs, not good. Or, uh, you know, these the beliefs could be anything. Anyone can believe anything, ISFJs and INFJs. And then anything could be a good or bad thing, ESTPs and ENTPs. Anything can be true or false, ESFPs and ENFPs. Anything can be socially appropriate, ISTJs and INTJs. These are our weaknesses. These functions are all about our weaknesses. And remember, the trickster function, because it is weak and it's a lack of awareness, it's still optimistic. We are optimistic that we can control this black hole. It's a Pandora's box. We can't actually control it. It's a huge blind spot for us. We think we can, but we can't. So how do we deal with that? Well, there's two ways. One, I already talked about it. We cover our blind spots. We have relationships with other human beings and use those relationships and, and, of other, and their cognitive functions of other human beings to cover our blind spots for us. Awesome, right? Okay, that's one way of doing it. The other way is through functional emulation. And we have a, a, a lecture about functional emulation. You can look it up in season one, functional emulation of cognitive functions, where you can actually use all of the cognitive functions from hero to critic combined, all of them. It takes a lot of mental energy to emulate or to pretend uh, to have, uh, to emulate a trickster function. I can emulate moral principles of people. I do it all the time, especially when I'm talking to ISTPs. I basically pretend to be a principled or a good person, even though I'm not. I just pretend to do it. See, human beings and adults, for some reason, children pretend all the time, and it's very healthy for children. Why don't adults do it? Ow, because it's like lying. No, it's not. Pretend, it's okay. Emulate, it's okay. Emulate your blind spot. It could really help for those people that are really needing that cognitive function from you in the moment, and you gotta think for a second, okay, this person needs me to be a moral person. This is an ISTP, I'm FI trickster, they have FE inferior, FE inferior really needs some morality for me, they need some sympathy for me, so I'm literally going to focus and use all of my mental energy to try to emulate a moral or principle or some sympathy for this FE inferior and try to be sympathetic for them because they're really hurting right now, etc. And that causes me to make statements around this ISTP. You know, I really value what you do here. I really love your contributions. And then that Effie inferior is like super mega happy. But I emulated and I spent time practicing that emulation to be able to have that better relationship with the ISTP. And then the ISTP ends up thinking highly of me and, and wants to keep me around and continue to mentor me with their ENFJ subconscious and really be supportive of me and my endeavors specifically because from their point of view, they think I value them. When in reality is, FI Trickster doesn't give the crap, but I'm making it look that way. Ah, Mr. Joseph, you're actually telling people right now on your channel to be liars and to be insincere. No, actually, I'm helping you optimize your relationships with people. You have to be willing to emulate because when you can't bring in a third party to meet that need of that person, sometimes you just have to do it. It's only wise, you know what I mean? So be wise, remember, it is said, be as harmless as doves, but as wise as serpents. And sometimes that means you have to emulate. Sometimes that means you have to pretend. And I pretend for those IS, ISTPs out there, 
who, you know, they feel really guilty. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, no need to feel guilty. I feel really great about you. I remember this one time you contributed to me and it made me stronger, Alan. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And that FE inferior is able to get my emulated FI and they're able to have their needs met for that moment. And then, like, I'm mentally taxed afterwards and I need to go extrovert or something and gain more mental energy, right? But... That's what you can do for people. Emulation is very important and you can kind of cover for their blind spots through emulation or provide their cognitive functions what they need through emulation. Otherwise, bring in a third party to help cover those blind spots, right? Very, very important. So the trickster function is basically, it, 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 it's a mystery and it's the mystery of all. And what is the mystery? How do you defeat the trickster function? You don't. It's there for a reason. It's, it's there to, to basically give us the opportunity to humble ourselves as a result of our weakness. We as a race need to reach humility. And as much as humility is required for a woman to be beautiful, it is also in, in, in as much as we as a race collectively to be beautiful, we need to humble ourselves. And the trickster provides us with the humility that we need in order to access the wisdom of the critic function. Because remember, they're on an axis with each other. The critic and the trickster, they're on an axis because they're linked together. One has wisdom, but can you really access all that wisdom without having the humility that gained from knowing your, and acknowledging your weakness and accepting your weakness in your trickster function? No, you can't. Stop judging other people for their weaknesses. They can't help it. Like seriously, stop doing it. They can't help being weak in these areas. Instead, you need to emulate or cover their blind spots and help them in as much as they need to do it for you. You remember? Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Because you need to take care of yourself. Know your own weaknesses by knowing yourself, right? Knowing other people's weaknesses and knowing them and then covering their blind spots. And they emulate for you. You emulate for them. You bring in other people. You find that need. You get it met. They find your need. They get it met. That's how it's supposed to be, people. We need to actually humble ourselves and stop being arrogant. I don't know how many times I've heard of ISTJs and INTJs being so arrogant, thinking that they're like the social gods of some kind, especially when they're out on the dance floor or whatever. And it's like the most annoying thing when they're constantly committing social faux pas over and over and over and over and they don't even know, right? Because it's arrogance, right? Oftentimes the inferior function is, and, the, and the weakness of our inferior function, because that's where our insecurities are, it creates a lot of arrogance. But our weaknesses provided by our trickster function also provides a lot of pride and arrogance. We need to let go of that pride and engage in humility, because without humility, we cannot have access to the wisdom of the critic function. It is absolutely paramount, required, for our race to grow and mentally grow and potentially reach full integration of the all four sides of our mind, right? This is how you develop the trickster function by engaging in humility and accepting that it's a weakness that you cannot change and recognizing it is a weakness and then be willing to humble yourself and ask for help. Wow, imagine that. That's the mystery of it all. Covering blind spots, we talked about that. Human beings are built for a relationship. We already talked about that. A triple braided cord is not easily broken, okay? What that means is as, you know, bring in that third party. That's exactly what that means is, you know, because two people, they can have each other's back, but if they're not able to meet each other's needs cognitively, bring in a third person, right? See, people, they structure their life, you know, oh, like, like in couples, right? You have couples for romantic relationships. Sometimes you have couples, you know, like the odd couple, right? They're best friends, right? But even then, there still may be some blind spots. What if they're not at 100% compatibility with NTP, NTJ, or STP, uh, uh, STJ, like who knows? It's likely, statistically not likely. So bring in a third friend who actually balances out the dynamic. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. You're actually increasing your chances for success by bringing in an additional person because they have a different perspective. They have a different point of view. They can emulate as well as you can emulate and your other friend can emulate and all three of you can cover each other's blind spots. That's how it works, people. That's why it makes sense. And then majority versus minority. Think about it this way. The trickster functions, guess what? Some of these types here in green are more common than others. Guess what does that mean? 
Well, that means some of these trickster functions are more common than others, which means certain parts of our race, majority, like the majority of our race, like for example, the majority of our race has NI-trickster, the majority of our race has TE-trickster, right? The majority of our race has FI, you know, so, because think about it, SJ is 40% of the population, SP is 30% of the population, so S's are 70% of the population, which means their trickster functions are technically more common by default, right? And guess what? The intuitives share those trickster functions. So some trickster functions are way more common than others. Something that you need to be aware of, right? And then guess what? These stereotypes, these societal stereotypes, you know, when people see SE trickster, because guess what? SE trickster is a very rare trickster. So when people like INFPs and INTPs have SE trickster, they're judged heavily for that because it's not a very common trickster. And then they become the victim of stereotypes. Interesting. Like, really? We need to stop doing that, right? Uh, or, or, or ENTJs and ENFJs, another extremely common trickster, right? SI trickster, where they're so forgetful. People just think that they're dumb because of how forgetful that these two types are, especially ENFJs with their TI inferior. They have it even worse because they're getting judged for having TI inferior because it's like, oh, you're so whimsical with your thinking, you must be dumb. Well, simultaneously, they're extremely forgetful. And then ENFJs, more than ENTJs, end up becoming the object of consistent criticism by the rest of our SJ society here in the United States of America. That's like very unfair because their trickster function is more common. Same thing with INTPs and INFPs. Their trickster is more common. It's not fair. So remember, some trickster functions are more common than others. Stop judging people based on stupid stereotypes. Recognize who they are, what their type is, what their nature is, their cognitive functions, the four sides of their mind, and understand that, that trickster is there and every single person has a weakness. Just because their weakness is more common than others does not give you the excuse, you know, to shit on them over it. Don't do it. It's wrong. Seriously, wake up. Okay, engage in humility, recognize that you have these weaknesses and so also do other people. And just because their weakness is not as common as yours does not give you the right to label them weaker than you. Seriously, wake up. So just understand it's a black hole. It causes subjectivity. We end up seeing these areas in our mind to be absolutely subjective. And what's objective to some types is completely subjective to other types. It doesn't mean one type is more right or more wrong than the other. Everything is in perfect balance, people. That means that ESFPs, while they have their weaknesses in thinking, they have their huge strengths in strategization and performance and, uh, uh, and creating methodologies and systems, right? You can't just stereotype them dumb airheads. Stop doing that. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not okay. Everyone has these weaknesses. It's important that we as a race rise to the occasion that we humble ourselves and we actually help out our neighbors, our immediate family, our brothers and sisters, our parents, our children, our spouses. We have these things. It is our responsibility to cover each other's blind spots and meet each other's needs through emulation. It is our responsibility to do this. And yet for some reason we choose not to. Instead we want to engage in group think and start spitting out stereotypes to everybody consistently thinking that, oh, we're really high and mighty and on our high horse right now and judging everybody else. Yeah, that's effective. How about like, you don't do that. That's like dumb. Like stop, please stop. If you found this lecture useful, educational, helpful, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the uh, podcast. If you would like to support the channel uh, financially, uh, the links are below in the description below. I think our Patreon will be out this week and also uh, you can support us directly uh, on the podcast as well. Uh, if you would like to get your questions in for uh, Discord, those questions will be available uh, you just join the, uh, just click, hit the Discord link in our description. You can put in your questions on the Discord server, and then uh, Jab and I will answer your question on our Q&A live stream as well. Uh, if you would like to join our meetup group in the Bay Area, we're going to be having additional meetups throughout the country as I travel, and I think I'll be visiting Prague very soon, uh, next year, I believe I am.
I was going to Toronto, but that got changed to Prague, for example. I'm also going to be in Orlando in January. Uh, but I'm all over the place. I'm also going to be in like Portland and Seattle this month. So I travel a lot. We can set up meetups. Go for it. No problem. I'll be there. We can hang out, have fun, maybe have a beer, maybe have a coffee. Who knows what we're doing, uh, but it'll be great. So if you want to be a part of that, join the meetup group. The link is below in the description as well. If you have any questions or comments about it, please leave that as well and a like. Please like like the, the, the video. That would be nice. I like likes. They're, they're dope. And uh, just remember, I read every single comment. I may not respond to everyone, but I read every single one. Now replies, I am very bad at responding to replies. I may get them, uh, but replies can be a difficult thing for me. But if you don't think that I was, if, I, if you really wanted me to reply to you, then please uh, repost your question in another video and then I'll get that answered for you. I'll do my best and whatnot. And obviously you can toss me an email as well. So anyway, uh, sorry I haven't been around. I've been dealing with a lot of bad stuff in uh, real life uh, and a lot of obstacles and whatnot, but I'm getting there and we are adapting, we are growing. Uh, my car studio, I'm probably gonna use the GoPro instead of uh, my phone just to get rid of that, uh, that shake uh, that I have on it. And uh, I think it's gonna allow me to actually produce even uh, more content faster. Uh, like today I did a test run and I actually did like three episodes uh, today in addition to this one. So this is actually, I've shot four episodes today, right? But I don't think those other three episodes are ever gonna make it live because the camera shake is just absolutely terrible and I'm triggered, I'm like so triggered. So anyway, that being said, uh, I plan on getting a lot more content out uh, this week and uh, Merry Christmas because it is Christmas time and uh, keep your families close. Uh, it's always good to have family on Christmas and for those that you don't, I emulate, I sympathize, right? But even though like if I trickster, it's not really much there. So I empathize because I feel how you feel and I understand that, you know, sometimes those issues can be difficult, but let's humble ourselves, let's recognize our weaknesses, let's cover our blind spots and emulate where needed so that we can make our race better, not just for our own selves, not just for our immediate families, but also our communities, our cities, our states, our nations, and the world beyond. So, awesome. With all that being said, y'all have a good night.